chapter 1. Fundamental Doctrine. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. The Christian faith is about salvation and eternal life in Christ, yet these things are not the primary concerns of many converts in these last days. Maybe because of anxieties, worries, and troubles of this life, I don't know what other preachers think or have to say about church and salvation in this new age. But it is obvious. The comfort of this life and values of this sinful world are actually taking over the place of salvation in the hearts of many converts in these modern days. And a lot of preachers are very much comfortable with this modern development. In this present generation, it appears the church is very much anxious about earthly glory and splendor, giving little attention to the ultimate purpose of salvation, which is about eternal life in Christ Jesus. Frankly speaking, a whole lot of preachers in this modern era of church business are not after salvation and eternal life, but after earthly treasures and praise of men. Could this be as a result of the strong influence of material mammon in these last days or what? In these modern days, financial success and material possessions are the ultimate goals of many modern preachers as if Christ redeemed the church by means of offering money for our salvation. But Christ Jesus did not offer money to anyone for the saving of our souls. He offered himself a sacrificial lamb and was crucified for the saving of all humankind and he expects the church to conform properly to his fundamental doctrine. The Christian faith does not by any means esteem material mammon, values of this life, or earthly treasures above heavenly treasures, but emphasizes so much about internal life above everything in this life. The Christian faith effectually upholds the fundamental doctrine of Christ Jesus which strongly reveals his innate nature and supernatural behavior. 1 Timothy 6-7 For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we carry nothing out. In Christian living and pursuit of God's kingdom, understanding fundamental doctrine and holiness of Christ is priority and very much important. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. 
The primary purpose of church existence in this world is to carry out the Great Commission even as the Christian grow daily in sanctification through faith in Christ Jesus. Hebrew 12.14 Follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Holiness of Christ is a lifestyle. It is an awesome and an outstanding heavenly lifestyle originating from God. The Christian conforms to this heavenly heritage daily in the fear of the Lord and with total submission to yearnings of the Holy Spirit. Though somewhat had to explain to many churchgoers in these last days, however, this heavenly heritage is not a religious formality and is not by human efforts, but the work of of the Holy Spirit and begins with the heart. Salvation of the Christian is the work of the Holy Spirit and it begins with the inward thereby manifesting outwardly through good works, actions and sober conduct. Now this simply means holiness is not an outward separation from sin alone. The Christian has strong relationship with Christ and it is the work of the Holy Spirit from the inward. Holiness is about mercy, forgiveness, grace, selflessness, obedience to God, gratitude towards God, long-suffering, self-control, sobriety, meekness, and fear of the Lord and not just an outward separation from the world and sin alone. I cannot tell how other preachers and converts understand holiness, but I wouldn't forget the Bible revealing holiness through fundamental doctrines of Christ as the innate characteristics of the Almighty God. Holiness is a supernatural behavior originating from God and it begins with the heart when it involves the Christian. The attributes of this heavenly heritage is found in the fundamental teachings of Christ Jesus in the Gospels. Beginning with the book of Matthew chapter 5 to chapter 7, in Matthew chapter 5, chapter 6 and chapter 7, Christ unveiled basic doctrines which depicts true holiness and saving faith. Mark, Luke, and John also unfold same fundamental doctrine. Exodus 34, 6 And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord God merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. The above scriptures says God is merciful, gracious, patient, abundant in goodness and truth. Exodus 34, 6 reveals five major attributes which unveils the holiness of God and these attributes 
were what Jesus of Nazareth manifested in this world before he ascended into the heavens. Exodus 34 6 unveils the innate nature and supernatural behavior of the Almighty God. Man was made to bear that strong spiritual resemblance to God and man was holy unto God before the fall in Genesis 1.26. After the fall, Adam lost that spiritual resemblance which he inherited from God and holiness disappeared out of human race. The sin nature which all mankind inherited from Adam influences people to sin every day. It negatively affects people's mind and understanding so they cannot perceive the mercy of God and repent of their ways. All thanks to God Almighty, which had made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance in light, who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins colossians 1 12 to 14. the christian is transformed and regenerated through christ though flesh continue to operate within us and we cannot eradicate our sin nature but we can allow the Holy Spirit to lead and control us so that we do not give in to desires of the flesh. Regaining holiness to mankind was victoriously accomplished by Christ Jesus on the day of his resurrection. After the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, holiness is being constantly developed in the process of sanctification through the Holy Spirit and we shall resemble Christ in full spiritual likeness when the church is glorified. Romans 8.30 Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and who he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. John fifteen fourteen, Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. When Christ ascended into the heavens, he did not leave the church without doctrine to follow. He provided fundamental doctrines and expects us to conform to his sound doctrine. This is what the Christian faith stands for. Total conformity to fundamental doctrines of Christ. It is all about the straight gates and the narrow way which leads to life. Christianity is about complete submission to Christ and his teaching. To be precise, faith without conforming to basic doctrine of Christ Jesus is not genuine, but hypocritical and worthless.
Secondly, faith without submitting to the yearnings and leading of the Holy Spirit may amount to no reward after the race on the last day. The fear of the Lord is what actually keeps faith alive and obedience to God's word is what guarantees eternal life. One cannot have saving faith without the fear of the Lord and total conformity to teachings of Christ. It's so funny, at the same time, very unpleasant, seeing traditions of men, negative civilization of this world, human ideas, and all sorts of worldliness have stronger influence in the church of God, while fundamental doctrine is being neglected and forsaken. Instead of the church making impact in the world, the system is the one now making so much impact in the church and holiness is nowhere to be found among modern converts. Though no happening of this life takes the Almighty God unaware because He sees the end of everything before the beginning of all things. Therefore, the scripture is fulfilled in this modern generation. By strictly looking into fundamental doctrines of Christ Jesus, I understand very well that life does not actually end to this present sinful world. That is because there is life after this natural life on earth. Eternal life is real and eternal damnation or everlasting punishment is also real. Though the influence of this present material world in church in these last days is so much, it is not something the Christian should ignore or overlook because the Christian faith is not about values and cultures of this life but about heavenly treasures and everlasting life in Christ. Obedience to God's command through Christ Jesus is saving faith and assurance of salvation. Overcoming the strategies of Antichrist in church would only take complete submission to the primary doctrines of Christ Jesus. Through Christians conform daily to his fundamental doctrines because in such conformity lies the assurance of salvation. Through knowledge from God's word, I understand very well that conforming to fundamental teachings of Christ such as Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness in Matthew 6.33 is what actually guarantees eternal life. As a kid many years back, whenever I step my feet into the sanctuary of worship, what comes to my mind is heaven. Maybe because there was nothing to worry about or because I have heard the priest preached about heaven several times but i know that that is how it is today unto many children from christian background however 
Many adults go to the sanctuary of God consistently but without heaven at heart. While others go to church with one ulterior motive or the other. Some still allow the fear of the Lord to overwhelm them despite anxieties and worries of this life. Because Christ expects us to seek his kingdom consistently above all things no matter the troubles of this world. In the other words, salvation and eternal life should be the ultimate purpose of going to church despite the temptations of this life which confronts the Christian on daily basis. If not, the flesh may want to take advantage of these troubles and thereby overpower the soul and rule over the Christian through anxieties, pains, and worries of this life. The ultimate purpose of salvation is everlasting life in Christ Jesus, not the comforts of this life and vanities of this life. Matthew 10, 38 And he that taketh not his cross and followeth after me is not worthy of me. The closest enemy of the human soul is flesh. Flesh has ruined countless numbers of souls in this world since the fall of man in Eden. The flesh is a great tool in the hands of the enemy. Nevertheless, the Christian strives daily to yield to the yearnings of the Holy Spirit without hesitations. When the flesh is subdued and kept under control, Satan is rendered handicapped and frustrated. We are in this world, but not of this world. True Christians understand very well the ultimate purpose of salvation and wouldn't take their pursuit of God's kingdom for granted.